Welcome back to Left Anchor. I'm Alexi the Greek. And I'm Ryan Cooper, welcoming you to our probable final uh, bonus episode before the election, um, which which is, uh, we're recording on Thursday, so uh, we got basically four days left, for, uh, five days, whatever. I, I can't count past three anymore. <laughs> Uh, single digit days. Yeah. You know. We're done. But as we said, in the times of COVID, every day is an eternity. So it's still forever away. But, uh, you know, technically only a few days away. Yeah. Um, we're, we're under a week. It's coming down to the wire. Um, but we couldn't resist talking a little bit about the big media gossip that, that happened just during the, the afternoon as we were, um, you know, getting ready to you know, prepping the episode, which was Glenn Greenwald resigning from the intercept in a fit of peak, as they say. Nice word. Nice vocab. I like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is he known as, as GG or G squared or anything, or does he have another nickname? Um, they, you know, the back in the blog days, they used to call him Glennzilla. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I want to call him Glenny G, like Kenny G, Glenny G. <laughs> that could work. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a, <laughs> he's a guy, you know, maybe just a little bit of background, um, with, with, uh, with myself and old Glenn, he was the very first blogger that I ever read back when I was like a sophomore in college in 2005. And I thought that, you know, it's like, oh, this is like the most interesting, you know, it's like it was, it was like nothing I had ever read, even though the prose style then and now was horrible. He's like one of the worst <laughs> writers who has ever had a major career in journalism, um, which is saying a lot. Uh, but, you know, he was like talking about the shit that I was interested in, war on drugs, Bush being a war criminal, the Iraq war you know, uh, uh, mm -hmm. illegal imprisonment of, you know, Muslims, um, you know, you know, Rumsfeld versus Hamdi or whatever, you know, all those Supreme court cases. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it seemed like, I mean, he was one of my heroes for many years still like rather recently, I would say within like the last few, few years, I, I guess, uh, and is it like the, the Christopher Hitchens turn? Is it a little bit like that? Like it's, it's, ah, this is a voice of righteousness. And, uh, although the difference is Christopher Hitchens could actually write really well. Yep. Um, and then there was the, this turn like, no, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. It is something like that because, you know, I mean, as people probably know throughout the Obama years, I think he was basically, you know, on the right path for the most part, you know, uh, he, he, you know, he did the Snowden leaks um, and you know, his journalism such as he's done of it in uh, Brazil has been pretty good and against right, the right. fascist right wing authoritarian government that is threatening his courageous, livelihood. courageous and important. Yeah. Anti-fascist uh, journalism and, and acts of, um, you know, kind of heroic, uh, uh iconoclasm and, and standing up to the fascists. That's all to the good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uncovering the gov the surveillance programs under Obama and so on and so forth. Um, but since Trump was elected, he has just gone further and further and further down the kind of anti-anti-Trump contrarian rabbit hole, you know, and... Is he Q? Do you think he's Q? <laughs> I, I doubt it. 
the Q drops are much better written than the typical. <laughs> he couldn't do a Q drop that was under 4,000 words. Um, and it would be instantly obvious that it was him. Um, uh, and we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and so, you know, basically he claims now that, you know, he was censored. Uh, he, he had a, he had a contract, you know, supposedly had a contract with Salon and then at the guardian and, and now, um, at the intercept where basically they were not allowed to edit him at all, except in like certain circumstances. And apparently they, the, you know, editorship invoked those circumstances and, um, you know, on an article about Hunter Biden and, uh, you know, the whole Burisma con- connection, and the media being hypocrites, which is basically the only type of article that he writes now. Uh, uh, hypocrisy gotchas. <laughs> the libs are being inconsistent. Um, it's just kind of hilarious on many levels because he, he he's going to Substack. Like the last we know of of Glenn's salary, uh, which was in 2017, this is the last public data we have. He was making three hundred and seventy thousand dollars, just about. Uh, in salary before that he was making, uh, uh, even 500,000, um, you know, in the glory days. Um, and now he's going to, but where does he, where does, where, where does he live though? Cause that could be middle-class according to CNBC. It's like, that's, uh, that's New York city middle-class apparently. He right? lives in a gated community in Brazil. Um, I'm not sure which city, but you know, I mean, he has a lot of security, which, you, you, which, you know, fair enough given what he's written about Bolsonaro. But, you know, like that is top 1% money, even in the United States. That is very, a lot of money. Um, and uh, anyway, you know, so he's going to Substack now where he um, will undoubtedly make at least that much, probably more than that, uh, you know, doing the same type of stuff, you know, one column a week about how the libs are being hypocrites on this or that. Um, and you know, so that Ryan, it takes a lot of creativity to rehash the same piece again and again and again. It takes, <laughs> it takes a lot of perseverance and, and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And, and he must have had a lot of trepidation to, um, you know, to, to really leave something and just rely on his probably huge cash, you know, cachet of money that he's accumulated. So that is, that is really a courageous thing, don't you think? Yeah. Well, and when you're as famous as him, you know, you, you, you set up a sub stack, you t- do whatever the fuck you want. There'll be enough, you know, all you have to do is convert like 0.1% of your million plus Twitter followers. And, uh, yeah, you're set, you know, you don't have, does this. he get royalties from citizen Four, the documentary about Snowden? Do you think he gets royalties from that? I don't know. Um, I kind of, anyway, doubt. the point is whether he's a rich asshole or not, he's certainly an asshole and that's what really matters. <laughs> Yeah. And, well, and, and I think, you know, the, the reason why this makes like a decent lead in to this election coverage is that, you know, so he published this article uh, on his Substack, which is interminably fucking long and written horribly, you know, written like Stalin would build an apartment block, you know, just <laughs> clotting, <laughs> like just, you know, adverb after adverb after adverb and everything is so ugly and the same and, and, it, you know, exaggerated and it's just hideous to look at. Um, but the, the essence of it is that number one, there's some skeezy shit with, um, you know, Hunter Biden and Burisma 
And even though, you know, like the Wall Street Journal looked into these these uh, leaked documents uh, and they said there is no evidence really at all that Joe Biden himself was involved in any sort of corrupt activities. The thing with Hunter, you know, it, like it does look bad. It is bad. You know, like he was tra- he was trading on his name. He was getting a lot of money because they thought they they you know, the people thought uh, that he had access to um uh, you know, the vice president. And wait a minute. I've never, I've never heard of somebody who's related to a famous politician cashing in on their name. I've never, this is new. <laughs> right. I don't that, know. I don't, that to, to be clear, that is bad. We have talked about this before on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, right. And, but nevertheless, there, there is actually no evidence that Joe Biden was personally involved with it. He, he, it seems more like a case of where he he should have pulled his son back. It didn't because he's like kind of a fail son kid and like he doesn't actually care that much about the corruption, probably. Um, uh, but, you know, Glenn repeatedly implies that that maybe Joe is involved. And then, you know, let's like the main thrust of the uh, argument is that, oh, look at all of these uh, the the libs, uh, who, these lib journalists who absolutely went apeshit over Hillary Clinton and they've going apeshit over Trump now. Um, they're not really covering this. And it's because they want Joe Biden to win the presidency. And unlike me, the only honest man who has no political preferences <laughs> whatsoever and just hasn't been covering any of the Trump corruption, which is a thousand times worse than anything Joe Biden has even been accused of, which is saying a lot because of pure coincidence and, you know, it's it's like, Glenn, pull your fucking head out of your ass, man. Like like Joe Biden is not the only corrupt uh, politician in the country. And this, you know, it's like, do, does the mainstream media want Joe Biden to win? Yes, absolutely. They do. They are downplaying this story, probably on political grounds, on ideological grounds. But there are some other reasons that they might be a little bit leery of this story in particular. And they are that the hacked documents come from Rudy Giuliani, who is the uh, Trump's fucking lawyer. Uh, and he's very trustworthy. I don't know what you're saying, Ryan. Giuliani is just uh, above the board. Nothing weird about Giuliani at all. We don't know where they came from. They may have come from Russian hackers. Like that's where they got the Clinton emails. Um, and you know, the, uh, in the you know previous context, uh, when they did have a huge hissy fit over the Clinton emails, which were similarly exaggerated, despite being you know like fairly skeezy in their content, uh, they threw the election to Trump. Like that, probably you know the the overwhelming yep. the undecided voters. Yeah, yep. I mean the undecided emails- voters dramatically shifted after that. Uh, revelation and after Comey's declaration that it was going to investigate uh, Clinton. Yeah, that, that, granted, everyone hated Clinton and Trump except the diehard, like I'm with her Clintonites and yeah. the, the big Trump supporters. And so there was a lot of volatility, a lot of undecideds. But the undecideds, you know, the people that waited to decide at the end, just dramatically shifted to Trump after uh, the email thing. Yeah, yeah, after the last email thing. And, you know, part of why... Clinton's numbers were so bad was because the email thing got so much coverage in in the first place, you know, the first rounds of it. And I think back then, 
that what the press thought was, well, Clinton's going to win for sure. And so we better just dogpile her constantly to show that we're independent. And now everyone's got, you know, they've been burned by that. And so now they're being really cautious about these sort of late breaking stories, which are clearly a fucking like swift boating attempt, you know, done by like interested parties who are literally members of the opposing campaign. And they're looking the now, Ryan. <laughs> For our younger for our younger listeners, could you explain what swift boating is? Because some of our listeners might not even know who John Kerry is. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's swift boating was uh, the, the, these were the swift boat veterans for truth, which was a, a <laughs> uh, like a super PAC or some shit, you know, like a, a some kind of political mm-hmm. organization that was set up in two thousand four, I think, around August. Uh, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. So it, it was fairly late in the cycle, but you know, there were a number of months ago and basically they took, they said that they were members of John Kerry's unit and he, and that he had lied about all of, to get all of his medals when he was in Vietnam. So he had got three purple hearts, a bronze star and a silver star, I believe. And this is just complete fabrications. These are totalized. I think a couple of these guys, I may be mistaken about this, uh, but but a couple of these guys are now involved in the Lincoln Project. Um, that that uh, <laughs> uh, that wouldn't surprise me. That would not surprise me at all. But yeah, so yeah. you know, swift boating is a sort of shorthand for political dirty tricks to smear the the opponent. You know, in the in the later stages of the election, and they're you know that this is what Rudy Giuliani is trying to do. It's like, do you think Rudy Giuliani has an honest interest in? Uh, getting rid of political corruption in this country. Like if you do, you're a fucking idiot. And that, and you know, that's the context <laughs> that, that, that Greenwald is missing. It's part of the context that Greenwald is missing. That's the end of the preview folks. If you want to hear the whole episode, you can go to patreoncom slash left anchor. Thanks for listening. <laughs>